Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Unconventional Gal, forging your own path with me, your host, Cherry Dollface. I'm very excited today. My guest was actually supposed to be my guest a little while ago. So you guys that follow both of us on social media were sending questions and I've been getting just kind of a barrage of comments asking, when is she going to be on? So today we are finally making it happen. My guest today is the talented and smoking hot pinup doll, Ashley Marie, known on social media for her killer curves and her pinup styles. Ashley Marie not only has a YouTube channel where she does vintage hair and makeup tutorials and style videos, but she also shares a bevy of mega sassy photos on her Instagram in all manner of pinup clothing and naughty little things. But Ashley also has a normal person day job. So today we are going to be chatting about what it's like to lead a double life when you have a normal job and an unconventional lifestyle. Hello, Ashley. Hi, thank you so much. That was such a lovely intro. I really appreciate it. I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. This is easy. We don't even have to like look pretty or anything. I know. <laughs> you just have to have a sexy very voice. Very different than you do. <laughs> yeah, very much easier. Yes, much less definitely. sweaty. Well, sweaty, but like sweaty under less pressure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So those of you guys listening, you do not know, but we had a technical snafu and I actually did the whole intro and we had this great conversation and then I realized that I wasn't recording. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to pretend we didn't do this already. Yeah, I mean, I keep my bloopers in my YouTube videos as I know you do too. So I feel like this is just kind of fitting to let everybody yeah. know what's happening behind the scenes. So Ashley and I actually have known each other online for a million years. We only met once in person at a Grammy party. And yes. you in person are just so beautiful, as beautiful, if not more. But you are also so teeny tiny. Thank you. <laughs> You're like a little pocket Ashley Marie. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of people think I'm, I'm larger than I or taller than I am, but I'm really short. I'm only 5'2". I'm I'm a little one. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the same when people meet me in person. They're like, oh, you're really short. I'm like, excuse me, I'm 5'5". Five five. I am average. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to jump right in with some of my questions. Obviously, if anybody is listening that already knows who I am, they have to already know who you are. But I just want to have you kind of tell me what your pinup doll Ashley Marie journey has kind of been all about and who you are and what you do and give me a background. Okay, well, as far as the whole social media thing, it was never something that I had planned for it to grow as large as it did. It just happened by accident. I'm normally very introverted, quiet, so trying to get me to film on camera the first couple of times was really difficult. But I just sort of got comfortable with it and started posting more and people seemed to like what I was teaching. And it just grew from there. It's a crazy world to get into. <laughs> it is. It's fun though. I, I, I happened exactly the same accidental way where I was just like, I'm just going to make this stuff because I think it's fun. And then people just seem to like it. Yeah. And it, it's always good when you go in without any certain goal. It's just, I want to be creative. I'm going to post it. And if people like it, cool. If not, that's, that's fine because you're not totally like depending on that one thing to blow up. I feel like a lot of people now are really trying to go viral and you know, they're, they're not having as much fun with it because it's becoming more of a job. So stressful. That's my thing is it turned into a job for me, but I had a job before, but I know that you do have a day job still. What is your day job? So I work in accounting. <laughs> yeah. I've done that for a long time. 
I started at one place as a receptionist and from there they taught me everything and it, it just sort of grew into career and I've always loved just recently what year? Oh, 2019. Gosh, 2020 has me so confused. <laughs> 2019, I did it full time, but it just was not me. I couldn't do it full time. So I went back to accounting. Oh, so, interesting. So yeah. you tried to make the leap and didn't like it. So here's I didn't. a little funny side note. So my podcast that came out last week, um, I was talking about people that want to make their art their career and leave their day job. And I was trying to think of just like the most normal square in the box job. And so I used an accountant as an example because my mom's an accountant. She's like the squarest person I know. So <laughs> it's really funny that you actually are an accountant as well, <laughs> but not the squarest person I know. So it goes to show that there are freaky accountants too. <laughs> I just do not want to think of my mom as being a freaky person. Any <laughs> well, she was young once, so. <laughs> no, she was not. <laughs> okay, so you tried to do the YouTube thing and you didn't like it. So why didn't you like it? Because it, it started feeling more like a job. It wasn't as much fun anymore. It, was, it felt like an obligation. Like, okay, I need to do this now. And before it was, okay, if, I, if I'm in the mood to do it, I'll do it. But when it got to a point where I had to create content that I just wasn't really passionate about, that's when I, I just started realizing it, it really wasn't for me. I, I like having the two separate careers at the same time. For me, it's kind of the same thing. I did YouTube full time for a little bit, but then when I started doing the tours and hair and makeup and then I got my esthetician license, it was kind of the same thing because I feel like and I feel like a lot of artists feel this and it kind of goes back to my last podcast is when you make a career out of your art, I think it takes the creativity out of your art and then it makes it hard to create. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's how I, I felt at the time. Have you always lived kind of in two separate boxes? Have you had this like day job and then your interests outside? Do you feel like it's like two separate lives? Yes, it's definitely definitely two separate <laughs> lives. Well, it's it's funny because the first company that I worked at, I worked there for 13 years. And it was such a small company and social media wasn't so big at the time that I didn't have to worry about people knowing who I was, mm -hmm. which was great. I was relieved in that sense. But then I left there, did YouTube full-time for a year, and then I decided I wanted to go back to work. It's a multi-million dollar company, so there are so many people in the office. You don't want, you don't want your coworkers seeing you in lingerie or half-naked. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... I think that goes really for a lot of people in their job. They don't want their personal lives to be shared. And I think it goes double when your personal life is actually really public. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to my husband. I'm just like, oh, I'm so worried. But I said, you know what? If, I, if anyone gives you issues, that's, that's their issue. You don't have to stay there. You know you can find another job elsewhere. I think, though, especially anybody that follows you knows your vibe and you're so sweet and warm and great. So I think people that follow you would likely have that same vibe. I don't think if anybody did follow you at work, they would be like, oh my God, I saw you online. I'm scandalized. They'd be like, oh my God, I saw you online. I love what you do. I think you'd probably yeah. be more likely to get that. Do you have a, a big male following? Well, it's uh, about 30% 
Okay, so, that's pretty um, decent. I'm mine's like ten percent. I'm <laughs> dudes do not give a crap about what I'm doing. <laughs> Actually, I was my last guest, Sammy. We were talking, and then I was telling her on my podcast, it's like 05 percent male, ninety nine point five percent female. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think my lingerie photos have a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's my thing is like. Uh, my whole vibe is way more like silly and quirky and like comedy videos and you're obviously like you just are sexy like even if you were making quirky videos you would just still be sexy <laughs> so you would you would <laughs> well, still you. <laughs> but I mean you do you, you do make like cute silly fun stuff too but I just think like just your look naturally is gonna bring on the men folk yeah <laughs> and, and the lady folk as well I'm sure you have a lot of females that follow you for the sexies too <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fortunately, I've had a really good experience at work there. When I first started, I did have a few people come up to me and say that they knew who I was, but that they loved my work and I've had no issues. And then coworkers started fighting me on Instagram and I got nervous about that. Mm -hmm. But they've all been very, very sweet, respectful. They haven't said anything negative. So it's been good. I think too, this day and age, it's such a common, I mean, obviously like neither one of us is really into sex work, but I feel like sex work is so much more mainstream. You have people that are strippers and that are on OnlyFans and that are cam girls and that are, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. doing porn and all that stuff. And I think it's like way less taboo now. So I think people kind of have learned to, for lack of a better term, like keep it in their pants. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like be like, Oh, this is what you do. But you're also like a human and people I just think are more respectful about that stuff in general. Yeah, I agree. And that's great. That's what's great about present day. It's so different. And a lot more people are so much more open to, to these kind of things. I love, I'm sure you get this all the time when people say, Oh, I was born in the wrong era. And I'm like, are you high? I'm a, I'm a woman. I was not born in the wrong era. <laughs> like, no, thank you. <laughs> I know they don't, you know, yeah, the intentions are good. Intentions, but yeah. <laughs> it's just like, stop saying that. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I just cringe. And I try to just politely be like, no, our era is pretty great. Like, especially me being really tattooed. I'm like, obviously, I wouldn't go over so well in 1950. Do you have any tattoos? I have two little tattoos. All little baby ones. Where are they? One is uh, my ring finger and the other one is my uh, grandfather's signature with uh, the day he was born and the day he passed. Oh, I love that. So obviously, ring finger is wedding ring. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully, Jay also has... Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I've actually seen that where couples, one person gets and the other doesn't. And I'm like, that is so rude. <laughs> I know. I'm not committing if you're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I had a friend. Her husband worked like some industrial kind of plant. So he couldn't wear a ring to work. So he got his tattooed. So he would always be wearing it. But she wanted, obviously, to actually wear a pretty diamond wedding ring. So that's why they did it. So I'm like, that makes sense. I agree. <laughs> It's funny how you and I do such similar things, but we are so different. I know. (laughs) But that's what's beautiful. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast with somebody that really does kind of live in both very different worlds, because I just really live in a world of weirdos. And so having like a straight day job is is kind of a foreign concept to me. So (laughs) would you ever want to? Well, obviously, you said you didn't. You tried YouTube full time and you didn't want to do it. But would you ever want to quit doing the social media stuff and just do accounting full time? Uh, no. (laughs) So as I've gotten into my thirties, I've had ideas of, it's like, I have so much I want to do, but I just can't execute. I'm always busy. I'm always stressed. And then when I get too stressed, I just don't do anything about it. 
<laughs> so I kind of just give up. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is that I want to do. I was thinking more along the lines of interior design. Oh, I, you're good at it. Your house, by the way, your new house. I'm so jealous. And your little pink. Oh, thank you. Is it a closet? Oh, it's a, a kitchen pantry. Yes. Oh, okay. It is so cute. I've been, I'm such a creepy stalker, but I've been following along. <laughs> I love your, I, even when you were doing your last house, it's just fun. I just love watching house transformations i'm just that weirdo. Oh, me too it's my favorite thing especially on tiktok oh i get a lot of my inspiration from there too <laughs> oh interesting i'll have to find some of the tiktok videos people show you uh like tips and tricks for like reglazing or painting and it's oh. it's really interesting i i love watching all that stuff and it's so fast i like fast yes. good for the i know <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> Interior design, that is definitely like another creative job. So you have the creativity in you. You want to express it. But that's, you know, that's the hard thing. And the thing I was talking about last week in making art into a career is when you already do have a really straight job, it's hard to transition into the creative jobs because of the time it takes for the second thing when you still need to pay your bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need you need to get rid of Jay and get yourself a rich millionaire husband. <laughs> And then <laughs> you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> just kidding. He's really nice. I actually met him too. And he's very, very sweet. <laughs> like, no way. I can't get rid of him. He's, he's great. He's, uh, there isn't anyone more perfect for me than, than him. <laughs> I love that. I love love. I feel the same about my fella. So it's good when you find that. And are you guys opposites? Yes. Very. Okay. So are we. <laughs> yeah. He is. He's so mellow and level-headed and doesn't get excited very easy. Not excited, but he doesn't get, like, upset very easy. Mm -hmm, And um, mm -hmm. he's very technical and he's very, like, hyper-focused on one thing. We are just completely different. Same. Jay's very calm. He hardly ever gets upset about anything. Mm -hmm. He's the one who talks me down when I get angry or upset (laughs) about something. (laughs) We were just talking last night and I always call myself a spicy meatball. And he was like, well, I can be a, you know, he said when I was younger, I was more of a spicy meatball. I'm like, yeah, but now you're like my noodles. Like I'm the spicy meatball and then you're the noodles. Like we go together really well. That's cute. So there are three questions that I, from here on out, because you're only my second guest, but I ask everybody the same three questions and I didn't let you think about this because I want to know what you say on the fly. So one question one is what makes your life unconventional? Unconventional. Well, the fact that I have a double life. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And at work, I'm more modern. And then outside, I, you know, like to live my retro life. And people don't expect that out of me, especially because I'm a very quiet person. So when they see that I have this whole other life, they're pretty shocked. You're like Batman. You're like the sexy exactly. little Batman. <laughs> Except I don't save people. <laughs> well, you you know what? Oddly enough, you probably do. I'm sure you've gotten all the nice messages and comments from people saying how your videos have changed their life. So... Yes, yes, no. That's yes. the that's the pinup Batman right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in that vein, but flip side, what makes your life conventional? Which I think this one's pretty obvious with you. Uh, well, <laughs> my boring accounting job. <laughs> my nine to five, my white picket fence house, I guess. And yeah, your marriage, your marriage is pretty conventional probably. Yeah, yeah. But probably unconventional that he encourages you to post 
mostly naked pictures on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good. The reason I ask these questions is I feel like a lot of people don't fully identify with being fully conventional or fully unconventional. So I think it's really important when I have guests to show that even people that you think would be one way or the other still have, you know, leanings in both directions. So another thing I like to keep up in this podcast is positivity. And I know you're about being positive as well. So I want you to name three positive things in your life and they can be big or small. Uh, Number one, my husband, he is my main support. I love him. I honestly wouldn't have done any of this YouTube pinup stuff if it wasn't for him. He was and is my number one supporter and continues to be even when I'm feeling down. He he's he's the perfect cheerleader. (laughs) I love that. And then my family, I we've gone through a lot of tough times together, but <clears throat> sorry, my throat. Oh, I was like, no, but, don't cry, please don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's just my throat. <laughs> I'm judging up crying. <laughs> no. But yes, uh, my family, we're all so very close. So my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. Every weekend we get together and just having that family time with them makes me really appreciate my life because I know some people their their family is far away and I just I can't imagine I love that my family is far away my family all lives in Denver so but I have not my I my parents moved away when I was 16 so I've actually had my family be far for longer so that seems more normal to me I love my family Uh, but I need mm -hmm. them in like doses (laughs) 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 and I know they're listening right now and my sister's probably flipping me off but it's, I'm sure you, your family is the same when you have a lot of family members. You're Hispanic, yes? Yes. So culturally, you probably have a loud, big, like boisterous yes. family. Oh, yes. <laughs> so my family, um, just there's a lot of kids. So it's just a lot of energy and yelling and giggling. And, and when I get home, it's just me and James. So when I get home, it's just such a different frequency. And I think mm-hmm. I, after a while of the high frequency, I need to like be back in my little like bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Third positive thing. My house. Because yes. right now it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's keeping me distracted from all the, the tough times that I'm currently going through. So it's, it's really helped me just appreciate what I have now and, nothing's promised forever and yeah I I can make it look pretty and get creative yeah James and I call our house our love bubble we're like as long as we're back in the bubble everything's okay (laughs) in the bubble but it is true having projects right now and especially I know that you've gone through personal family stuff but also with everybody else going through COVID and Mm -hmm. losing jobs and political stuff and it's the world is heavy so if you can keep yourself in any kind of bubble I think that's a win oh yes that's what's been saving me because I don't even I'm just like no don't open back up I'd rather save my bubble right now (laughs) yeah it's it's scary yeah it is Okay, so now we're going to take some questions. Um, I asked for questions on my page, but I am assuming these people are followers of both of us. So I will say questions from our followers. Oh, by the way, anybody that submitted questions, I will probably butcher your names. So all of <laughs> all of my contributors will be in the contributors part of the notes section of this podcast. If you want to contribute to future podcasts, follow me on my socials. I am at the Cherry Doll Face on everything. Also, be sure to follow Ashley. You are pinup doll Ashley Marie on everything, right? Yes, I am. And I'll put all of her links in the show notes as well so you guys can 
check out her stuff. But anyways, let's get to questions. So first question is from Bees Roman. And we've been kind of chatting, so we might have already gone over some of these questions, but I'm just going to read them anyways. Bees Roman says, how are you so confident in your style? I feel like a phony, like I'm costumey or too sexy. Oh, no. Well, I when I first started, I wasn't that confident. I should post some, some photos of when I first started. Oh, my hair was atrocious. My outfits were awful. Uh, we, we all started somewhere. <laughs> but it's just a learning experience. You, whatever makes you happy, don't worry about what people are going to think. Someone's always going to have an opinion about you whether good or bad, but it ultimately you're the one that has to go home and look at yourself in the mirror. So if it makes you happy, go for it. Just wear whatever makes you happy. If it's something that catches your eye and you love it, that's it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Agreed. I think the other thing too, for someone like me, like I could dress however I want 24 seven, but for someone like you and maybe people that are listening, you have to dress different. So that's the thing when it comes to people say like, oh, it's a costume. I went over this in another podcast, the whole term being a poser, like if you don't live a lifestyle. But it's hard when you, especially if you work a corporate job, like you can't dress a certain way or have a bunch of tattoos or have green hair or whatever it is. So, And you know, I I feel like the whole poser thing was more of a thing maybe about six, seven years ago. But I think because times are changing so much that I haven't heard that recently. No, I haven't either. You know? Yeah, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, just diver- the internet is just making diversity so much wider. Next question. Oh, good Lord. Pan, Pan Colse? <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. Um, do you feel like being Latina has given you an advantage or disadvantage in the social media world? For me, it would be more of an, it's been more of an advantage because I grew up, you know, in um, Santa Ana. Oh, Santa Ana. Uh-huh. So it's a large Hispanic community and I have so many followers from Santa Ana. I think, oh. yeah, I think Santa Ana is my largest following. Um, whenever I'm out in Santa Ana, I always have people recognize me. There are a few companies from Santa Ana that I've worked with as well. I've worked with Belladonna and they have a large Hispanic community. So it's nice getting those opportunities to to get to work with companies like that. I think especially in the pinup world, um, I mean, pinup really, modern pinup originated in Southern California. And Southern California, just by proximity, is such a large Hispanic population Yes. So I think interest why I mean you go to a car show down here. I remember when I first went to a car show here, I'm from Portland that's just like mega white. I think Portland is the least culturally diverse city in the country. So for me, like any subculture was super white. And when I went down here, I was like, wow, like the diversity down here is amazing and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So and I think you being from down here and kind of starting from down here probably made it more comfortable for you. Yes, it definitely did. <laughs> but I love it. I love seeing diversity in pinup. There's not enough of it. And I, I do hair and makeup so many times on black girls and Asian girls and Indian girls that are like, mm-hmm. well, I just, I don't know if I could pull it off or I don't see myself represented. And I'm like, then you be the representation so yep. that the younger girls see themselves. Yeah, it's got to start somewhere. And there definitely, I agree, there definitely needs to be more diversity. We're getting there slowly but surely. Slowly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rebecca Pazuski says, do you hide the unconventional side at your normal day job? I'm a teacher and I've always struggled with hiding my true self at work. 
I do. I do hide it. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I can't I hide to, the red hair. You're, you're, you're not. You're not going to work in like a cage bra and <laughs> thong. <laughs> <No. laughs> well, I mean, you might. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't do your hair and makeup or anything retro when you go to work. No, when I go to work, I just, uh, it's blow dried and it's blow dried straight. So I don't style it. And then I go into work. Sometimes I go in at at six and sometimes I go in at seven and you know how long it takes to style. No "No way. (laughs) I am not going to wake up at three in the morning and try to get ready. Plus who are you trying to impress? Like exactly. I'm sure you sit at a desk. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm in a cubicle. Nobody sees me. So (laughs) no. um, So my hair is just blow dried. All I wear is foundation um mascara and paint on my eyebrows i was gonna say i know you put your eyebrows on (laughs) oh i do (laughs) yes that i do because i have half eyebrows right now so (laughs) i definitely have to still draw them in um and then lipstick and that's it and then i'll wear flats uh high-waisted pants or or trousers and and a button-up top and that's it (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the thing though is I don't think that and I've always stressed this is that I don't think you have to live 100% in whatever lifestyle you're interested in so if you want to just wear vintage dresses on the weekends or if you want to be like goth on Tuesday and punk on Wednesday and like it's all just style anyway so and yeah. it's all about being comfortable like wearing a dress all day depending on your job isn't comfortable or wearing makeup no or way. having your hair done it's not like right now I, I have headphones on my head because I'm doing this podcast like I couldn't have my hair all done up right now and plus I'm like I'm actually recording this from the bourbon room I'm literally in the middle of like a 4,000 square foot room all by myself it's really weird <laughs> Next question, Melissa Edwards and Scott Sabat. Oh, I guess this is like a, a duo. It, that's, I always thought that was so interesting when couples have like Facebook accounts together. Oh, I guess yeah. neither one of you can do anything sketchy ever because the other one will see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She and he says because she has a normal day job, does she feel like her wardrobe is double in size, like a bunch of clothes for work and a separate bunch for vintage pinup fun? Or is she able to make some of her vintage wardrobe function for work too? Oh, I definitely make some of my vintage wardrobe function, like the blouses, um, the high-waisted trousers. And even when I look for um, like work pants, I make sure that they're high-waisted. So I can actually alternate between work and uh, vintage. But obviously, they're not true vintage, but... <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, vin- true vintage on your body is probably hard to find. You're so like, oh, yes. so curvy. Yeah. But I think also because of your body being so curvy, high-waisted stuff, modern or vintage, naturally just looks better on you anyways. So you probably just gravitate towards that in all aspects. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I well, am the I'm opposite. Like, I'm like a 12-year-old boy's body, so I have the opposite problems with vintage clothing. <laughs> well, vintage, vintage clothing used to fit me because I, I did have surgery. So I had a straight body before. Oh, interesting. Did you have yeah, what so, surgery? Did you, did you have a BBL? Yeah, I had oh, that. Okay. I had it back in 2016, so it's been four years now. Okay. Yeah, so back when I was a skinny, skinny, skinny little mini. <laughs> and you just was, wanted that booty. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I used to find vintage clothes like nothing. I could always order something and I knew it was going to fit me. Mm-hmm. And then after I had my surgery, I, I sort of gave up. I have to go into thrift stores or actual vintage shops and try on the clothing mm-hmm. because ordering online, forget it. I'll mostly throw my money away. Yeah. So <laughs> I have I have boobs and a small waist, but I have no hips. So I can like vintage dresses are great, but vintage pants and shorts are horrible because I don't have the hips to fill uh, out those dimensions. But you know what? Vintage clothing on modern bodies is just a hard fit anyways. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> so you do try to multitask your wardrobe so you don't have like like your Homer Simpson wardrobe on one side and then you're like <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. So this next question is from Ivory Button. I've actually met Ivory. I've done her hair and makeup. She's lovely and from Texas. She says, has her modeling career affected Jay, her husband's employment or dynamic with his coworkers that may have seen her photos and know she is his wife? And if so, has that affected their relationship? That's a really good question. That is a good question. And fortunately, it has not affected him. Um, he, what, he uh, just, have, just to back up, what does he do? What is his job? Oh, so he's a, um, a general manager for a, a collision center. Okay, so he has a pretty So he works job at a body too. shop. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> but I do feel like, especially in a body shop, the odds of the guys he works with knowing who you are are probably greater since that kind of goes hand in hand in the pinup world. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think it's affected him because he's always managed, so... They're not going to tell the boss anything. Oh, totally. Well, plus he's secure. I mean, obviously he's secure with you and your marriage because he's the one, you know, behind you encouraging you to do these things. Yes. <laughs> so it's, I think it's different when you have a, a, and I have in the past had insecure men where they feel like, I don't know, like they're going to lose you for some reason if you're doing mm-hmm. these things on the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it might maybe be an issue in the future, but he always... Again, the, my number one cheerleader, and even when I didn't feel great about myself, he still always encouraged me, and he's the one who tells me, okay, you need to put on some lingerie, and you need to take some pictures. You haven't posted <laughs> something like, in a long time. feed's getting boring, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, jeez. <laughs> but see, I love that. I love when men are secure enough in their relationship that they go, fuck yeah, that's my wife. And they're like stoked. Like I'm sure if one of his buddies was like, your wife is hot, he'd be like, hell yeah, she is. And that's all mine versus an insecure dude that would be like, don't look at my wife. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's just having the right husband. Yeah. No, and his, his friends are always very respectful and they respect him. So. Yeah. It, it's never been an issue. And he respects you. So there you go. Yes. It comes <laughs> Okay. Um, Tamson Sutton asks, do you worry about being Googled before interviews? Uh, well, I haven't. Fortunately, I haven't had a hard time getting a job. So Ooh, I, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't worry about that. The only thing I worried about were my coworkers Googled. Oh, gotcha. So once you had the job. Well, and and somehow that was a little awkward, but there weren't any, no issues came out of it. So That's good. Yeah. So my best friend, she was my photographer when I first started modeling. So a lot of my early pictures she took. And so when you Google her name, I come up like scantily clad. Well, she was a teacher for a while. And so she was like, oh my God, my students Google me. And then like your pictures come up and they don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, that's not something I've ever had to think about. 
because I don't have a job where I would ever be Googled by an employer or something. But mm-hmm. do you feel like if you changed jobs or had to have an interview, do you think that would be something that would make you nervous? Uh, you know, I don't think so because right now I just see it as the right job or opportunity will come to me when it's supposed to. So if an employer does do that, then the job just wasn't for me. Yeah, that, I think that's absolutely right. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, you're still a human being. You're not a robot. Yeah. And everybody yeah. has whatever they have in their past or in their present. Really, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I, I don't want to be wor- walking on eggshells all the time. To, you know, if someone finds something or a manager finds something and I have to worry about, you know, what they're going to think. Am I going to lose my job? Yeah. And I think that's the thing, too, is I'm sure you feel the same way. But when I did work jobs for other people, I want to be employed by people I believe in. I want to be employed by body positive people, by sex positive people, Mm -hmm. by just positive in general. So that all kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Cool. All right, Ashley. (laughs) This was so easy. We are done. I know. (laughs) So easy. So uh, just apologies to those of you listening for the couple of sound dropouts. We, because of COVID, we are doing this via uh, FaceTime and sometimes technical things happen. So there are just a few little things with the sound, but it was great. And you were great. You're so easy to interview and chat with. Oh, thank you. I was so nervous. No, don't be nervous. It's just like hanging out with a friend via... Yeah, but we do have to hang out though after this COVID stuff. Yes, definitely. I think the world would... We would break the internet if we took a selfie together. I know. (laughs) So is there anything that you... Anything, any final things you want to say about living a double life or just life in general? Um, living a double life. I actually love it. It makes every day interesting. So if you're, if anyone, if anyone out there is listening and (laughs) you're (laughs) you're debating about living a double life, do it. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I feel like a lot of humans in some sense live some sort of double life. Like we all have skeletons in the closet. We all have like our, our secret kinks and our secret things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes, well, now that I, I have coworkers on my Instagram, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awkward because I'm like in a thong and showing my butt. <laughs> I mean, you have a good, you, you paid good money for that butt. <laughs> you, I know. But I'm like, you know what, whatever. If anyone has an issue, that's their issue, not mine. <laughs> I mean, I love seeing your butt. So keep posting, please. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> No, I love it. You're you're such a female positive female and and I'm glad to be able to call you my friend and I'm very honored to have you on my podcast and I know that everyone listening is going to be very excited about this. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so, with that, I will say goodbye and yeah, that's it. Bye, Ashley. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now that we have said goodbye to my friend Ashley, I'm going to do my weekly patron shout-out to Amy Long, Molly Mayhem, Sherilyn Contreras, Karen Kuzminski, Screaming Space, Vintage Dreamer, Rachel McLeod, Alexandra Franks, and Dominique Destine. And please, please don't be an asshole. And until next time, here's me waving like a maniac. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.